Hello and welcome to another episode of 100years.in, a show where I ask people to share their imaginations of what they think India will be on 15th of August 2047, the year we celebrate 100 years of freedom. Today's story is about a football match that my school team played in an inter-school tournament. We were 13 years old and we had a mighty team. And the opponents were 13 too, but they were not very well prepared. Midway through the game, we were past I think about 10 goals against them when my school principal walked to the grounds. Excitedly, some of us went running and told him, "Father, we have scored so many goals against them, and we think we'll score another dozen." Father keenly looked at the team during a huddle after another goal was scored. He frowned, and with a stern face, he walked to the team and said, "Look at the team." they are not as well practiced as you are you have scored enough goals to win this even right now you have won the game already but it's time now to show some sportsmanship spirit play the game make them play you will not score any more goals now you have won the game it's time to win hearts and at that moment i learned something about the person in the frame compassion Principal Father Jacob Carvalho showed me that day that leaders can be compassionate that power doesn't mean ruthlessness that a game is not just a game there are just lessons being taught in different ways today is teachers day and i couldn't be happier than this because today i have the opportunity to share with you my conversation with father jacob carvalho principal of my school st paul's high school belgaum way back in the mid 90s maybe out of habit but i was really nervous and very excited meeting him and having this conversation i hope you all have fun listening to it uh, listening to this episode as much as i did when i was having the interview to those joining in for the first time my name is amar kulkarni and you're listening to a show called 100years.in and it's created and brought to you by radio room podcast let's dive in into the conversation right away Hello and welcome listeners to this episode of 100years.in on Radio Room podcast. It is an honor, a privilege and with great excitement a pleasure to introduce to all of you listeners my school principal Father Jacob Carvalho who's here with us on the show today. You just heard the story and narrated and now you have the opportunity to listen to the voice that uh, we heard for every day 3 years in my school at 8:50 in the morning till 9. Thank you so much for joining us Father Jacob Carvalho. I welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amar Kulkarni. I know that it's uh, not easy for you to remember students um so many years of teaching, so many years of being with them, mentoring them, but uh, I admire that several of our teachers in in Belgaum here in St. Paul's remember so many students. You know not just me but so many students and yeah, I think uh, it gives us great joy. That's it. That's it. I'm here today to ask you a few questions about um, the future yeah. and of course that will in the in the answers I'm sure you will dig into the past to bring forth a yes. little bit of your experience to share with us okay. because the foundation of the future is always some yes. part of today mm. and hence um, I want to ask you those questions so I'm going to dive in right into those questions and the first question that I have for you is what does India mean to you India for me is my motherland 
my matrubhumi, my janmabhumi, right from my school days. As a student, I have called it my motherland. In fact, every day at the school assembly, we have recited the pledge, be it in English or Kannada or Marathi or Hindi. We further say the pledge that all Indians are my brothers and sisters. We always say that I love my country. We are born Indians, we live as Indians, and we work as Indians, and we depart as Indians. Wonderful. In the, in the school assembly, I remember we, uh, we sung the national anthem and, and several times the children would not be so enthusiastic uh, or distracted. Okay. And then uh, even Father Pinto used to do that. I, I remember Father yeah. Pat doing it, you also doing it having us recite right. one or two times more and uh, one of the mischievous things that I remember doing back in the days, I could go to jail today for it, <laughs> but back in the days one of the things that we used to do is we used to start the anthem about three seconds late. So at the end it would just sound like an echo from the backside and uh, I think we did get reprimanded a few times but uh, <laughs> as children it was a prank, I, I remember those days. Thank you so much for uh, being very yeah. honest and uh, crisp about your uh, belief of what you think India is today. Do you believe that India, that India that you talk of today, that what you just expressed, what it means to you, do you think it has changed for you over a period of time or do you feel the same intensity about how you felt maybe 30 years ago? Yeah, India has changed, mm -hmm. will go on changing. Mm -hmm. There will be transformation at every level, mm -hmm. in every sphere, mm -hmm. and in every way possible. Mm -hmm. Our way of life, our way of thinking, mm -hmm. our philosophy of life, mm -hmm. and our day-to-day -day activities in life. And with this change, do you think all of these changes are general eventualities of time, or do you think some of these changes are forced in nature. Everything evolves mm. and evolution has its own process, mm -hmm. its own direction. Mm. And evolution always pushes forward. Mm. It may take various forms, mm. various ways, various modalities, mm. but the progress continues mm. at every stage and at every moment. Mm. Did you at some point in your life have any sort of resistance to any kind of changed change that you were going through? Uh, somehow by nature, I am adaptable to situations. Okay. That's one thing that has been a part of my life. Let yourself be carried mm. hoping better results will be achieved mm. in the process mm. and that is a challenge in life. Mm. And do you attribute that to your general nature or has it been part of your Jesuit learning, becoming a priest, is it part of that that made you this or were you generically that by nature? I have inherited these qualities from my parents, okay, from my teachers in the primary, from my teachers in the high school. Mm -hmm. 
and so I am what I am because of those that attended to me in the four walls of the classroom. I had a principal who taught me A, B, C, D in seventh standard mm -hmm. because I came from Kannada medium mm -hmm. and started with A, B, C, D in seventh standard. Mm -hmm. In a year's time, mm -hmm. he brought me to the level of seventh English medium student. Mm -hmm. I owe this to my principal, mm -hmm. Jesuit, mm -hmm. Father Edwin de Souza, mm -hmm. SJ. Which year was that? 1958 to 1963. The year we celebrate 100 years of freedom, what India do you imagine? India of 2047 is less than 27 years away. I may not live to see it, but you all of this generation will witness the India of 15th August 2047. It will be a different India than it is today. India shall have made gigantic progress in every field, in every sphere. The India of 2047 will be a different India, yet preserving its rich traditions, unity in diversity, at the same time playing a leading role in every field and sphere of life. Just wait and see. <laughs> so you do have a lot of confidence in uh, the fact that India will be a leading nation when it comes to technology, when it comes to uh, um, values, when it comes to uh, development in general. The youth of today are full of enthusiasm, challenge and ready to face life and transform the world in their own country, maybe across the globe. Mm. That is what I feel about our youth of India. They are capable, they will achieve their best and they will bring glory and splendor to Mother India. Beautiful. Wonderful. What do you think India can give the world in the next 25 years? Again, wait and see. <laughs> the contribution will be very significant for that matter in every field. We have the brains, we have the talent, we have the dreams and we have the manpower. Both scholars and those who are eager to contribute in this field at every stage and every moment. Do you think there is one specific thing that India could teach the world? Could it be technology? Could it be philosophy? Could it be, could it be a certain nature of society? Is there one thing that you can point your finger on saying, the world does not have a lot of this and India can give this to the world? 
I think the spirituality mm-hmm. is that one field mm-hmm. which will go to contribute a lot to the world of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It is spirituality that is missing in the world of today. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, one day India will take a lead to bring spirituality to people across the world. Do you think where we stand today as a nation India has spirituality in itself to take it forward or do you think even we have to build spirituality or revive it again It's a lifelong effort mm. It's an effort by many a uh, individual mm. across the whole country mm-hmm. There are leaders inspiring leaders in different communities mm-hmm. leaders in different fields mm-hmm. who can transform our country mm-hmm. and bring out the best in the field of spirituality mm-hmm. that's a beautiful answer and, and <clears throat> many have in the previous interviews that i had with the yeah. friends many pointed their finger on tradition and culture and and i think that uh, going even further behind something that we have we do have strongly is many many years of understanding of uh, spirituality and i think it's beautiful fantastic thank you so much for that answer yeah. i'm going to zero in a little bit more now into the sphere of education and this is a question that i've been wanting to ask you amongst all the <laughs> teachers the first as an educator what were your visions or expectations for the children you taught 25 to 30 years ago and what do you feel about it today i always believe that the destiny of india is being shaped in the classrooms of today mm. what they become today will tell what contribution this generation will make to the society and to the country mm. so this is the challenge that the youth will face at every step and every moment but if you go back 25 30 years ago and if you think of the students and the teachers let's say in the mid 90s when i was in school yeah. and if you think of the students and the teachers and you see where they are today does it make you happy does it make you feel that you wished for more and that you learned that okay i i, I think i wished for more or maybe you did not expect it and you got more than what you wished for what do you think of that first and foremost i respect every individual with his talents mm-hmm. capabilities mm-hmm. achievements and limitations mm-hmm. and each one of the students that has passed through the portals of st pauls mm-hmm. has made it to the top in some field or the other mm-hmm. in different ways and different forms mm-hmm. and that is something that comfort comforts me mm-hmm. and strengthens me mm-hmm. i say our students are making a headway mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. i think by and large and that is true with every person or individual that over a period of time we do realize and learn that every individual has a certain uh, talent a certain talent. limitation a, a certain gift a certain blessing and they move with and around it so um, i'm pleased to hear that there is an even balance to it all and that you feel good about it thank you thank you so much for yeah. for sharing that with us 
Can you comment on the shift in the value systems of parents over the last 30 years? The parents cannot throw overboard the age-old values. They are torn between the age-old values that need to be upheld at the same time stand up to the challenges of the present time. And are there any very evident, very obvious challenges in today's time? Definitely. Parents are struggling to focus their children mm -hmm. to what is of the greatest importance in their life. Mm -hmm. One side they have to protect the, the age-old value system. Mm -hmm. At the same time they have to promote progress, achievement and advance in the field in which they want their ward to excel. Mm -hmm. But do you see that difference that maybe 30 years ago parents were more accommodative of uh, certain decisions or certain uh, principles yeah. while today parents are not accommodative? Do they resist that more than before? Do you see a difference between that and now? They are torn between what the world expects mm -hmm. and what they expect. They know that certain things have to be promoted at all cost mm -hmm. because life is everything. Mm -hmm. Both life is strengthening, spiritual, mm -hmm. motivated, mm -hmm. at the same time achieve the best in the field in which mm -hmm. their children are studying and excelling. Mm -hmm. Do you think that parents are torn between traditional value systems and what the world needs today because there is a stark difference between these two? I agree. There is a struggle between the situation mm -hmm. that exists mm -hmm. and the situation that existed mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. Therefore, parents have to give a lot of thinking mm -hmm. so that they can give a direction to their children mm -hmm. to make it in life a life that is noble, mm -hmm. respectful, mm -hmm. dignified, mm -hmm. at the same time scholarly. Mm -hmm. In terms of the involvement of parents with schools, uh, do you think parents are more involved than before or less involved? Uh, it all depends upon the institution. Okay. As and when they are called to cooperate, they reach out. Mm -hmm. They don't just budge in mm -hmm. and make their point. Mm -hmm. Thanks be to God, yeah. there is a wonderful, healthy relationship mm. between the parents, mm. teachers, mm. management mm. and of course students. students. A healthy atmosphere to achieve progress in academic, in general formation of the human character. Mm. Would you encourage more parents to be involved with schooling? Not in terms of schooling and teaching the children, but to be involved in the school so that parents also can learn a little bit about education, be imparting education or parenting. I think time has come 
for the institution to think in this direction mm -hmm. because by educating parents mm -hmm. we are educating their children too mm -hmm. and this will go a long way mm -hmm. to bring out the best in the children that are studying in our institutions wonderful thank you so much for that i'm going to go into the next question um, which is not really a question it's my job to take this information to the world out okay. there okay what message would you want to share with teachers and educators this is what i have always shared with our teachers and educators at every function good teachers make a good school mm. a good school makes good students good students make good citizens and good citizens make a good nation fantastic and this is possible with the efforts of the teachers management as well as parents wonderful wonderful beautiful i have uh, one last message that i want to take yes. uh, especially to all the students that you have taught and mentored over the last 40 to 50 years is there any message that you want to convey because this is going to everyone out there in the world and more and more listeners can hear your voice again i just want to be brief give your best and the best will always come back to you there is no substitute for hard work there is no such a student as a dull boy each one can follow the advice of the elders they know better they are well experienced they know what life is and what you are is god's gift to you but what you become is your gift to god finally let your greatest happiness always be to make others happy mm -hmm. this is what i wrote in the autograph of the students when they came to get the autograph signed yeah. by me yeah in the 10th standard <laughs> beautiful beautiful it's it's fantastic thank you so much for that father jacob i'm i'm privileged that i got this opportunity to do this many of your students our parents today i know and uh, <laughs> i think this will be a good listen to kind of revive uh, and, and get kind of a reminder to them say this is what you were told as a child and here's what you need to tell your child as well and, and many of them are already i think in the same yes, school so yes. I, i believe you must be meeting them quite yes, often yes beautiful wonderful great i uh, uh, i think i will end this conversation here today i know you have Uh, and i thank you sincerely from the depth of my heart for your effort to give time for this exercise which has brought so much strength courage and grace for me so salute to you, you expolite amar kulkarni thank you very god very bless much. you your family and your parents too thank you very much i really appreciate the time you have given and i really appreciate everything you have done for all our lives and uh, i don't think we have the words to put statements as to what it means to us 
this is just a gesture of uh, uh, of what we have become. So thank you once again for it. Million thanks to you for your. My God, I just can't believe. It's all thanks to you. Thank you. And that, my dear friends, was our conversation with Father Jacob Carvalho. I take this opportunity to wish each and every teacher a happy, happy Teachers' Day today. You are all special. You are all important. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Stay tuned for more to come. If you have anyone interesting that I must have a conversation with, please reach out to me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Follow and like our pages. You can listen to the podcast on my website, radioroompodcast.com, or you can listen on any platform like Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, etc. And until we meet the next time, please take good care of yourself and everyone else around you. Cheers. Bye-bye.